I'm talking about Canada's failure to bring a number of Afghan interpreters who worked with the Canadian military and embassy and their families to this country. This week brought more reports of people who had aided Canada's military and diplomatic mission in Kabul being detained and beaten by the Taliban. This all comes eight months after the fall of Kabul, more even, and some are no closer to coming to this country as we promised. Well, joining me now is Ahmad Shoaib. He's a former Afghan interpreter and represents former resettled Afghan Canadian interpreters in this country. Ahmad, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me. Were you surprised at all about the reports this week that, uh, that, that in fact, people who've been left in Afghanistan are being targeted by the Taliban, have suffered at the hands of the Taliban um, while they've been left there? Actually, the, the problem in Afghanistan is massive. It is beyond on what we are talking about because the lives are at high risk there. They're at risk of hunger, they're at risk of economic crisis, and they're at risk of not getting their passports to get out of Afghanistan. There are loads of stress and loads of problems and loads of threats to our ex- to extended family members of the former interpreters and those who are left out in Afghanistan waiting to get out of that country for their life, to, say, to live a safe and peaceful life. Ahmad, one of the problems we know, of course, is the difficulty for those who've been accepted into Canada or have their applications being processed but can't travel because they don't have the right documents. What about the ones whose process hasn't even started yet? I understand there are some who don't even have case numbers yet. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the, them are receiving slowly their case numbers, but. The case number is not as important as the human life is. We are talking our families, our brothers, our siblings' life, that they are at high risk due to our contribution with Canadian mission in Afghanistan. They are now the victim of what we have done, and that was to help and support and to be one of the allies of the Canadian forces in Afghanistan. I understand that uh, that people who represent um, your group have been meeting with the immigration minister, or at least immigration officials, for quite some time. What are they telling you about the delays? The delays are obvious, and that's more... The delays are obvious that... Everything is going good, but way too slow. Because if we are talking about lives, their paperwork and policy should not be the priority. There there have been things that have been made in the policy that people who left Afghanistan before July 22nd, 2021 are not even eligible to get to be to get back to their with their family members and to reunite with their family members the problems in the ground are that they cannot get passports and the, the problem 
that they, those that they made it out of Afghanistan, they're still waiting in a third country. That is more frustrating because they left everything behind and waiting in a third country in the hope of a flight to take them to Canada. And all what is making it slower, this, making this process slower is less practice, less actions so that we can see that things are going, things are moving. But when we look at this in a different way that, okay, the problem we have right now in, in third country is nothing. When I say nothing, that means that we, the Canadian government, can bring those that they are waiting in a third country to Canada, to a third country, and process their applications. Those that right. they are in Kabul waiting, they got their passports, they got their visa to a third country, but they're still waiting for for IRCC to call on them to come to a third country, and we will start your process. So, well, what do you think of a single use? Is to wait. What do you think of a single-use travel document? That's been one that's been brought up this week as a potential solution by both the opposition, the Conservatives and the NDP, saying a single-use travel document would be helpful and to speak to the government of Pakistan, which I assume we're doing, but it's hard to get clarity on that. Uh, we have been asking for single-entry travel document from day one, but the response is, negative and we there is no result about it except talking about this if they issue a single entry travel document that will be the best thing we could ever get from canadian government because we are in stress we are panicking about our families on daily basis they are under threat because of us because of our contribution to the Canadian government and of Mission Afghanistan. So we need and we want the government of Canada to take actions and to evacuate and to take our families out of Afghanistan to a third country in order to make sure they live in peace. And by evacuate, I assume you mean get, get them documents they need. I, I, I don't imagine you, you want them to be physically evacuated? Uh, we want the government of Canada, obviously physically evacuation uh, doesn't make any difference still because they will be struggling in a third country. We want the process to be faster. We want solutions for this. It is not possible for the family members to get passports. So if they cannot get passports, they cannot go to a third country. And the government not, yeah. and IRCC is not help, helping us in that regard to find a solution, to find a way with Tajikistan, with, with talk with Pakistan and find a solution for this because our, the threat to family members are rapidly rising and it and it's getting worse on on daily basis Ahmad Shoaib thank you so much for your time tonight uh, for joining us again for giving us an update and certainly we hope that uh, that this process speeds up uh, thank you so much thank you